I'm Andy Stevenson and welcome to another episode of A Winning Mindset, Lessons from the Paralympics, brought to you by the International Paralympic Committee and their long-standing partner Alliance. Together, our aim is for these podcasts to help you move forward in all aspects of your personal and professional lives. By hearing from Paralympic stars, you'll be introduced to stories that inspire and change the way you think. Stories of facing life's challenges with confidence, determination and excellence, and the true power of having the right team behind you. If you're joining us for the first time, then do listen to the previous episodes with stars like Tatiana McFadden and Ellen Keane. In this episode, I'm talking to a true Paralympic strongman and an Egyptian sporting hero. He can teach us all a lot about determination, will to win and doing it all with a smile on your face. It's three-time gold medal-winning powerlifter, Sharif Osman. So, Sharif, we're, we're going to talk a lot about your mental strength later on, but first and foremost, you're obviously known for your physical strength, so I want to ask you about that. Um, Paralympic powerlifting is a bench press, and there will be people listening now who, who go to the gym and do a bench press themselves. So, to compare themselves against you, what's your personal best, please? Uh, it was in Rio 2016. I pushed 211 kilograms. 211 kilograms. Wow. It, it, it was my best uh, result ever. And it was um, New World and Paralympic record too. I think for some people listening in some parts of the world, that equates to 33 stone, which is, <laughs> I think that means it's three of me you're lifting mm-hmm. and nearly four times your body weight, which yeah, is amazing. Almost, almost yes. I'm sure lots of people listening have have seen you or they can look up pictures of you. You've got huge muscles, huge biceps on your arms. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, um, how much work do you have to do in the gym? And also, what's your diet? What are you eating to to oh, be oh. able to be this strong? <laughs> Every athlete who doing power power powerlifting face a lot of problems about the diet. Our sport is need power. And the power is coming from your muscle, and your muscle need protein. But if you if you eat carbohydrates, your body will be grow, 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 and your category will go up, up, up. So you will be in a difficult categories, not easy. My first international competition was in Korea, Busan, 2006. Do you know um, what was my category? It was 56. So now we are in 2020. My category is 59. So I have almost 15 years move on just three kilo. It, it's very, very difficult, but not impossible. Because if you want to try a different things, if you want to be a memorable one, you have to do a different things. You have to do the difficult things. Because every normal people doing everything in a normal way. So what is the difference between you and them? Nothing. Nothing. Everyone can do everything just if he wants. Our power, it's not coming from our muscle. It's coming firstly from our mind. So you have to trust yourself and do your best. I'm going to try to remember that. Next time I go to the gym, I'm going to try to lift 211 kilograms and say, Sharif, yes. Sharif told me it's in my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
but it's mind over matter, isn't it? And having that level of self-belief is what has made you so successful. Now, I know you're speaking to us from Cairo right now, but you grew up in a small village. Uh, I was born in a very, very simple village. I have five brothers, four boys and one sister. My father is a farmer. My mother is like with no work, just take care about all of us. You were diagnosed with polio at the age of nine months. So what impact did that have on your body? Um, For example, you know, were you able to walk or did you need to use a wheelchair as a child? Yes, it was very, for the first time when I, when I got my disability, it's polio for both of legs. And it was like 100%. I, I cannot stand. Then I like, I have, a, I have a, as I told you, I have four brothers. I have the second one, his name is Omar. Every time he tried to help me to stand up. Hey, Sharif, stand up. I try to go, 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 stand up, then fall down again. And I, I, I can remember when I was in five or six years, it was uh, the last doctor that I visited him. He told my father and the brother and my, and my mother that Sheriff, when he got old, he gets bitter. So every time, like five or six years, he will be bitter. So I can remember when I was in five or six, the first year for me in a, in a school. I cannot walk. My mother carry me and just put me in the school and by the end of the day, go and bring me again. It was a very difficult moment, but I cannot forget. I like how the mother is work to uh, support you. Thank you, mom. Then I try to improve. My, my leg is try to be better, like, uh, seven, six, I can walk, but with help. Like a friend, I catch my hands like this, Or, but I wasn't use a stick, I wasn't use a wheelchair. I don't like to use, I try to like, hey, I can walk, I will not use anything like this. <laughs> yeah. So I will try, I will try. I will, so I just, I just uh, when I got old, one year, two year, I got better. Now I can walk without stick, without wheelchair. So thanks, God. Uh, Incredible progress, though, through childhood, getting better, better, walking further, walking further. But were you you the only disabled child in the village? Were you the only disabled child at your school? Uh, I think I have, um, I can remember one or two, but uh, they was thinking in a very different way. I cannot walk. So please, could you help me? I cannot walk. I cannot move. So could you please try to carry my bag? And I don't like to think in this way. I like to send a message for all that we are just different, but we can. I decide or think, as example, how to send a message for all the people around the world that disabled can make a different things, can make a, a difficult things, can make anything just if he trusts himself and just if he wants. Don't say, hey, I am a disabled. Please help me to go anywhere. Please help me to find a job. Please help, please help, please help. It's not good. You have just to trust yourself and try to do. And after I finishing my study, 
I just tried to leave this village and come to Cairo searching for a work as a seller, as a, in a restaurant, a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Try to send a message for all that disabled is a normal one. We are different, but we can, but just we are different. And one day, one friend uh, invite me to go for like a party for a disabled. And I saw the national team of para powerlifting and athletics and uh, swimming like this. And I say, I asked him how to join the national team. And he say, uh, just stop. You cannot. It's very difficult. You have to beat one of them to be in the team. And I say, hey, guy, next year in the same party, I will be here in the track with them. I was training and training and training and try to improve myself. Ah, I have a dream. I have just one year. And after I think six months, the coach of the national team, hey, Sharif, you can come. I pushed 150 kilograms. After three months, I pushed 180. And I joined the team and I went to Korea 2006 and I got silver. So you focused squarely on your vision, which really illustrates the importance of mental strength and the theme of willpower, which you keep coming back to. Not thinking about family now or your friends, but just other people you met. What were other people's attitudes towards you as a disabled person when you were younger? Did you face difficult times with other people? Yes, yes, for sure. Cairo here is very difficult life. Very, very difficult life. For a disabled, you have to search for a work. If you don't have any work, you cannot eat. It's because it's, it's very, very busy. You, if you don't have any help, you cannot live here. So when I took my decision to leave my village and come here to Cairo to find a work, everyone, everyone say, hey, Sharif, why you are leaving our village? So I was saying just, hey, let me try. Just let me try. I will, I will say uh, by my doing, if I fall or success. And I just came here to Cairo and I never back to my village again, just to visit my family and back again here. Now I have a work, I have my sport, I have a lot of friends. It's, it's okay. My life is good now. I will ask you a difficult question now, Sharif. Um, you, you have traveled all over the world. You've been to different countries. Do you think, do you think there are differences between how disability is accepted in Egypt or perhaps the Arab world compared to other countries in the world? I think there is a very big difference between acceptance between the Arab world and our world and the Egypt. But look, Egypt won't to make the life of disabled is good, but we are 100 million people. We are, I think, 13 or 14 million disabled in Egypt. And Egypt is like um, not a very huge 
country, not a very big country like uh, USA or Canada or something like this. Our government try a lot to help us, but we have to wait because the change, it cannot be in one day or one year. It's take time. But I think in the next five or 10 years, disabled life here in Egypt, it will be uh, changed completely. That's good. So you can see improvement in the future. Yes, yes, yes. And I, and I guess that might be because of people like you who are making an impact on the international stage as a sports person. Um, now you've won, you've won three gold medals at three consecutive Paralympic Games. So you are, you are a sporting legend. There is no doubt about that. People recognise you, and you are you are on television. And- yes, yes, a lot. I when I walk in the street, where uh, the people say, "Hey, hey, sheriff, uh, you are the sportsman. I saw you in the TV. Could you please take a photo together?" I was very happy. Wow, wow. I'm not like Muhammad Salah, Musala, but <laughs> I am famous now, so-so. But in para-powerlifting career, all of them is know me. And I like to be a part of Paralympic movement. It's my dream. I have a big dream. Uh, when I was starting my uh, para-powerlifting career, it was a dream to get a gold medal in Paralympic Games. When I got the first one, to get number two. When I got two, to get number three, when I got three in Rio. Now I feel that I am standing on the middle of my road because I have a very huge dream is to get, is to got a six gold medal in a six Paralympic Games in Rome. I like to be number one. Why have you given yourself such a, such a difficult target? Look, here in Egypt, our team, in a para powerlifting is a very, very strong team. So we we have a lot of legends here. We have a lot. And you want to be the best. Yes. How to be a different? How to be? <laughs> how to be uh, a memorable? How to make a memorable things? How to make the people remind you forever? Yes. I think people would remember you now, though, with three gold medals. But six, I, I appreciate six. I understand six gold medals yeah. is double, <laughs> yeah. double what three gold yeah. medals is. So yeah. it, it's amazing yeah. you you referred to uh, Mo Salah. The reason it's amazing is because my next question written here is about Mo Salah. So I think I think somehow you have seen the questions I was going to ask because uh, I actually am a Liverpool football fan. So I love Mo Salah probably Whoa, as much as you love crazy. Mo Salah. Um, but would you actually want to be as famous as him? I mean, you know, he is the number one hero in Egypt, isn't he? Do you are you envious of that? Would you want to be as famous as him? Uh, for me, uh, the famous is not my target. But I like it to be. No one don't like to be famous. I like it to be a famous. But as Mohammed Salah, it's uh, for me is not is not a problem. I like to be a different. I like to be a memorable. But to be very famous like Musala, it's not my target. Mm-hmm. Have you met him? Yes, yes, I met him. He, every time when I got when I got a gold medal in Rio 2016 and Mexico World Championship, he sent me you know Twitter. Like, hey, Sharif, congratulations for your last email. Yes, a lot. I have. And I met him in London before. I was backing from Canada, I think. And he was coming back from London to Egypt. And I met him in the airport. And he said, hey, Muhammad Salah, how are you? Like this. And took a selfie together. 
He know me. He know me. And I know him. <laughs> so I, I, I should say, has he, has he met you? I shouldn't be saying, have you met him? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, met, yeah. he's met Sharif yeah, Osman. No, yes. no, he's better. <laughs> <laughs> he is better. <laughs> Do you know why I like sport? Why? The sport is sending a message for all that our flags can be raised in every land without fight. This is a sport. Is it good enough this time? Third time lucky. He's asking the referees. And they've given it to him. There he is. Third Paralympic title. Not only that, a new world. And Paralympic record to boot. 211 kilos. Quite simply, the greatest powerlifter of all time. Now, Mo Salah plays plays football with a smile on his face um, and you compete in your sport usually with a smile on your face and I do want to talk to you about happiness what what does happiness mean to you happiness it's getting gold when you are competing then you are try to trust yourself try to send a message for your coach your friend your family that your trust in me is right i will make you proud of me so when i was competing i just remember when i was getting gold in the last competition i was so happy when i got gold in any competition so now when i when i will get gold i would say hey you are in your place you have to fight to keep your name to save your title it's not easy but not impossible. I guess the happiness you feel is an affirmation of all that willpower. I'm intrigued though. Do you think actually you can lift heavier weights when you're happy? Or to to put it another way, could you be unhappy and still perform well? Yes, because as I told you, when, when, when we are starting, our power is coming from our mind. But if you are happy and have nothing to think about, you have to focus 100%. So you will be in a good performance. You will be in a good mood. You will did a good training. You have a good results. There must be moments where you do feel sad about something or you feel negative or something has not gone right. What do you do to bring that happiness back then when you are feeling low? I think the bad time, it was in London. 2012 I got a gold but I pushed 197 I think three or four four months before the games I get injured in my shoulder and my doctor advised me to stop my arm moving for one month it was a very difficult moment I think two months 20 days exactly I came back to the training try to Train, try to focus more, try to face the time because I have just 80 days to compete and I have to go to gold because all of the people here is trust me. It's not good. I was fighting for the time. But if you saw the video for London 2012, you will see, you can see my tears. I was crying a lot. After I finished London 2012, as my coach advised me, I forgot it all. What is the next big event? 
it was a world championship in UAE, Dubai, in 2014. I went down for a different category. I chose to make a diet, a very difficult diet. I competed in category 54. And the world record in category 54, it was 181. My first attempt, it was 187. My second attempt was 192. My third attempt was 202. My fourth attempt, it was 205 kilograms. I broke the record for four times in the same competition. I was happy. I was trusting myself again. If you don't have a trust of yourself, people cannot trust you. Never. We're talking about happiness. So I have to ask you about your celebration after the gold medal in Rio because (laughs) people may have seen the video. You can see it on YouTube now still. Mm -hmm. You were hugging everyone. You were doing forward rolls. You were jumping around about the place. How special were those celebrations? And can you sum up how you were feeling at that moment? Yes. As I told you, when I fall in London in a world record and Paralympic record, so I I was waiting for four years to break my record again. So when I came to Rio 2016, I was starting for 203, I think, getting a gold. But it's not enough for me because I was remembering what happened in London. I have to break my record. So I jumped from 203 to 211. Why I was very, very, very happy. Why? Because I, I went to the second attempt with 211 and the judges say no lift. So I went again for the third attempt and the judges say no lift. It's finished almost because we our rules is we have just three attempts. But if you try to break the record, you can got a four attempt. So I asked it to go number four. So I was follow the rules exactly. Take the bar and go down and stop and push again with a stable like this and just jump and wait for the judge decision. And when I saw the light, three lights, wow, I was very happy. I remember the four years in this moment. I was very happy. I hugged my coach. It was uh, he was Mehrezat, Captain Mehrezat. I was jumping. When I saw the video, then I cannot remember how I jumped like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, happiness make me doing a very difficult. Thing. I think I will try it more in Tokyo, twenty twenty one. It's a shame that gymnastics aren't in the Paralympics because <laughs> yes. you could have you could have won gold <laughs> yeah. in the gymnastics as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I would change my sport. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people who've watched weightlifting at the Olympics or powerlifting mm-hmm. at the Paralympics will know it's an incredible atmosphere at that sport, isn't it? And it was just yes. uh, it was just an unbelievable sporting moment. How do you how do your wife and family feel about you continuing on for another three Paralympics? Because it's it it must be quite difficult on them your training regime your diet your time away mm-hmm. how do they feel about going on so long my wife she was a sports woman uh she competed with me in korea in 2006 then she stopped for this reason she understood all supported me a lot 
I think the family is the the, the first uh, factory that make uh, success. And who who carries the children? How old are your children? And who who carries them? Because I'm thinking that two powerlifters, you you can probably just lift them up with one <laughs> finger. <laughs> we have three boys. Muhammad is eleven years, and Ahmad seven years, and Omar five years. And you can lift them all together, all three of them, up with one hand. Yes, with one <laughs> hand, no problem. <laughs> How heavy a weight do you think you can lift? before your career ends. Do you think you can go heavier than 211 kilograms despite obviously getting older? Yes, I'm getting older, but I am taking care a lot how to improve my uh, my weight, how to improve my results. Look, my body weight now is 59. So I can lift more because I trust myself, but I have um, like a steps to do it for this reason. As example, what will happen if I go up for the category of 65? I think your muscle will be bigger, so you can lift more. And one of my targets is if I go up to the 65 category, I must break the record. And do you know what, what is the world record in category 65? 221. It's difficult, but remember, it's not impossible. <laughs> I, I think that sums you up, actually. A lot of what you've said mm-hmm. can be summarized in it's difficult, but it's not impossible. Yes, for sure. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Sharif. Um, I would love to be there with you so that you could end this interview by picking me up and lifting me above your head. And that would be a nice... Funny clip to show people, but um, <laughs> thank goodness it's just an audio podcast. Um, but it's been it's been great speaking to you, and I look forward to watching you not just at one more Paralympics, but three more. Thank you. I hope to talk for you again. Do you know one of my dreams is to be the oldest athlete uh, staying compete. So we have now uh, athlete uh, from UAE. His name is Mohammed Hamis. I think he is 51 now or 52, I think, and he is still champion. So I have a big challenge. I have to compete until like uh, 53, maybe, or 52, like this to compete. It's, it's difficult, as, I, as you told me, not, not me told you. It's, it's difficult, but not impossible. impossible for triple Paralympic champion Sharif Osman that's for sure an absolute refusal to accept second best and some fascinating thoughts there on willpower mental strength and positive thinking in Osman's case that means happiness which we all need a bit more of especially this year of all years if you're happy too then please do subscribe to this podcast give us a rating and a review Next week's episode sees me talk to Todd Hodgetts, an Australian shot putter who belongs to the unique band of athletes in the Paralympics with a learning disability. We'll learn how that affects him in everyday life and when he's in competition and how he deals with people's perceptions of him. Don't miss that one and do go back and listen to previous episodes too. Bye for now.